What is up, everyone? Good afternoon, and welcome to Explicit Gospel. I hope that you're having a good day today. I hope that it was a great weekend. I hope that you guys had a really encouraging weekend. If it's your first time tuning in, just know that Explicit Gospel, we're a Christian radio show, and we are raising up a new generation. This show is particularly... We, um, my um, audience is particularly made up of millennials and millennials who are bold for Christ, millennials who are going to be the next part of the, of the next generation of spiritual leaders in, in the kingdom of God. And uh, I praise God every day for that. I praise God every day for having, for having me encounter people who are my age and who love God and who want to advance his kingdom. And I cannot thank God enough for that. And not, not just that, but also thanking God for leaders who may not necessarily be part of my generation, but who believe in my generation. And that is what's important today. That is what I think is important to meditate on every single time that we open the word, every single time that we evangelize, every single time that we are spreading the gospel. These are, these are definitely things that we need to be praying about, that God would raise up a generation. And I can, little by little, I am seeing God raise up a generation of very strong spiritual leaders. And so praise God for that. Today, I am, we are going to be talking about Leviticus. Also, by the way, wasn't that song amazing? It's, it was the song that I was playing earlier. It's called It Is Well. I love that song because I think that song just reminds me that despite everything that's going on, that we can still be bold for Christ, that we can still love him and appreciate him, and that there is always a reason to praise God, always a reason to praise God, because God is good. God is good in his nature. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to comment on how awesome that song is. <laughs> so today we are going to open up our Bibles to Leviticus 25, one through eight. I'm going to read. The Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. I don't know how to, I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce that, but it's okay. Saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land that I give you, the land shall keep a Sabbath to the Lord for six years you shall sow your field, and for six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather in its fruits. But in the seventh year, there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall not sow your field or prune your, your vineyard. You shall not reap what grows of itself in your harvest or gather the grapes of your undressed vine. It shall be a year of solemn rest for the land. The Sabbath of the land shall provide food for you, for yourself and for your male and female slaves and for your hired worker and sojourner who lives with you and for your 
cattle and for the wild animals that are in your land, all its, ye- all its yield shall be for food. So, okay, how do we feel about that? How do we feel about leaving everything for a year? And let me just start a little bit um, with a context before I'm uh, called a heretic or something. Um, so this Leviticus is part of the Old Testament. So for those of you who don't know or who may be new at this, we have two two Testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament really is represents is is mainly a historical record of everything God did through His chosen people, um, how His people rebelled against Him, and and what God did in order to it, it, out of love and also out of wrath for His people as well. Okay, so this. This particular passage is talking about the Sabbath year, which means, which is a year where is full of rest. And this also, in the same chapter, the Bible also describes the year of Jubilee. So what this is, is the Israelites were supposed to free slaves they were supposed to not work on their land they were supposed to just rest and trust that the land will provide for their food uh, food for their slaves food for their children nevertheless this particular passage doesn't apply to us today so today we don't have to spend a year doing all of this why? Because of the new covenant. Because in God's Old Testament, we see that there are, in, in God's Old Testament, we see that there are prophetic words through different prophets, actually, uh, talking about a Messiah that, will, that is soon to, be, to, soon to be born. And so when the Old Testament ends, then we see the New Testament start, and it starts describing the life of Jesus, who is the Messiah. And so this particular passage is, I think the whole Bible is important to explore. However, not every single commandment in the Old Testament necessarily applies to us. Because under God's new covenant, the the laws or I, okay, maybe the laws is not necess- a, a good word to use, but the what's considered sinful or what's considered uh, an offering is is a little different. So, for example, in the Old Testament, we see that God requires an offering for different for different scenarios. For so, for example, if you wanted to give a peace offering, you had to do certain things. And I'm not going to go into that right now. But if you wanted to ask God for a certain, let's say for a plethora of, of crops in your land, then there is 
a specific requirement for that and a specific offering that you have to make um, to please to to make yourself pleasing to God. If you wanted to confess your sins, for example, uh, you would have to sacrifice an animal, I believe it is. So, long story short, this particular this this particular passage doesn't apply to us. Nevertheless, I just wanted to share a little bit of what I feel this passage has taught me because I think it's so important or we have to know that it's important that regardless of what passage we we we're reading, the word of God is alive. The word of God is living and active. And regardless of what we're reading, whether it's a series of laws that don't apply to us, it can the word of God will always show us something or help us learn something more about the attributes of God. So I think that's awesome. So if you, if, if we look again at the passage, again, it's Leviticus chapters, uh, chapter 25, one through eight, you see that God is asking Moses to tell the Israelites to take a year to just rest and trust, mainly to trust that God is going to provide. And I think this really spoke to me because thank God, first of all, can we just talk about how thank God we don't have to lay down our jobs or our income for a year nowadays, thank God, because I wouldn't be able to do that. But I think one thing that really spoke to me about this passage is that, listen, I'm not a farmer. I didn't grow up in the farm life. I, If you did, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I definitely, what I do know is that when you're a farmer, you have to plant certain things you have to fertilize the ground you have to do all these different things throughout the year and every and so for example every year you're going to expect your you're going to expect a harvest but the harvest only happens a few in a certain time of the year and the rest of the year you're supposed to be taking care of the land I don't know watering the plants I seriously don't know how to farm anything how to uh, grow or harvest anything. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I do know that there's a routine when it comes to that, right? So here's the thing. Um, so here's the thing. I do know that if you, let's say if I owned a farm and I'm doing all this pruning and harvesting and taking care of a, a piece of land for uh, six years, just as it mentions it here, I do know that after collecting my harvest and leaving the land and not working on it for a whole year is really not going to work. I mean, does God not know how things actually work, <laughs> how the land actually works? See, I, I feel that if I was Moses at this point in time, I would just be like, Moses... I would just say, God, you know what? I understand what you're saying, but do you know how the land works? You know that if I st we stop working, that we're not going to eat. 
And I think that's that's just that just spoke to me because that's part of trusting God. I think that's part of laying down our burdens for God. And don't get me wrong, the year of Jubilee and and um the Sabbath year and all these things going on, there were a lot of different reasonings for it. And we're not going to go into that today. But for sure, I think I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what does it take to really lay down our burdens for God? To know, you know what, God, I'm just going to I'm just going to stop, basically stop working and to just watch you do what you're going to do. And I don't mean working as in labor or working as in going to your nine to five. I mean, working as in trying to fix those things that can only be fixed by God. Have you ever felt like that? Because I definitely do every single day. I was talking to a friend actually not too long ago. It was this past weekend. And she was telling me that she feels like she's called to go to become to go into missions. But that if she went into missions, she but that she really doesn't want to go into missions because she would have to quit your, her job. And I go, OK, well, um, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? And so she tells me, she's telling me that she works part time and she's currently looking for a full time job. I'm like, how long have you been looking for a full time job? And she's like, well, I think the past year. And I was like, if you've been looking for a full-time job the past year, you've had a steady job for a few years now. And you still want to remain comfortable in, in your own circumstance. You, And so we continue talking about this. And I, I, I just... I went and asked her this. Listen, what are you doing right now that requires faith? And she goes, you're right. (laughs) And I go, okay, no, but what are you doing right now that requires faith? And I don't remember her exact answer, but I I, I don't remember her exact wording for the answer. But I do know this. She was basically telling me, that right now she doesn't feel like she's doing anything that requires faith. And I encourage all of you to really examine your life and really wonder what it is that you guys are each each of you are doing that actually requires faith. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean become a missionary, become a pastor. That doesn't have to mean that. That just means relying on God every single day, knowing that God Knowing that without God, you can get, you cannot get through this day. I know it's hard to, to trust God. Believe me, I know it to my core. I used to have, actually, I used to struggle with a panic disorder. I kid you not. This is not even a joke. Um, I used to struggle with a panic disorder. And believe me, I know what it's like to be afraid. I know what it's like to I know exactly what it's like to not know what God is doing and not know where God is taking you and to be afraid of knowing where God is taking you. But I can tell you that if you trust him, 
He is going to deliver you. He is going to provide for you. This past year for me has been, well, I wouldn't say the past year, but definitely the past two months or so have been somewhat hard. For those of you who are keeping up with social media and have kept up with my podcasts, uh, this past year I actually decided that I was going to go into missions myself. I am graduating college in May, and after that I am going into missions. Last last show, I actually shared a little bit about how God brought me to that, how, and what God has done ever since I decided to trust him. And it's, it's been hard. There are days that I wake up and I say, God, what are you doing? How am I going to do this? How am I going to have money to do all these different things that I need to do? I need insurance. I need this. I need that. You know, we start thinking about all these different things that we need. And yet we forget that God is the owner of the world. We forget that our Father is not only taking us into these deep places, but that He's also with us and for us. That He's also going to provide. That even though you're being pruned, I don't know if anyone has anyone listening on here has ever seen what it looks like what it looks like for a vine dresser to prune to prune the vine well if you i once i have a friend actually that tells me that when you prune a vine you have to cut it you have to cut the whole stem so you don't cut half of the stem you don't cut just the fruit of it you have to cut the whole stem the whole, the, oh, I'm sorry, not the whole stem, the whole branch. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Um, the whole, the whole branch, because if you don't cut the whole branch, it's not going to grow again and it's not going to produce fruit in the same way. And so that's something that I want you all to understand. I want you all to understand that God that God at the end of the day is will prune you. God will cut the whole branch. God will cut you and leave you with nothing. But at the end of the day, you will produce fruit and it is going to be so worth it. I cannot tell you how worth it God is. I seriously can't even begin to explain how worth it this life is. So I just wanted to encourage all of you on that to please, please, please just trust God. Trust that he is with you and for you. I thank you all for listening in today. I know that usually I speak for longer than this, but this is really what I felt I needed to share today. At Explicit Gospel, we are raising up a new generation. I am believing in God that he is going to raise up people who are my age, who are bold for Christ. And if you want to be part of that generation, just call out to him. Just cry out to him. Not to anyone else. Not to 
all the different world religions that there are out there, but Jesus, there is no other name but Jesus. Again, just in case you guys, just for those of you who don't, just for those of you who don't know, um, we are on social media. If you want to listen to any of our previous podcasts, we are on iTunes podcasts, SoundCloud and YouTube for that. And we are also on Instagram and Twitter for updates. So I just wanted to thank all of you. I'm going to pray right now. I just pray. I, I really th- I'm honored to be your host today. And thank you so much for all of you who are listening in and for all of you who take the time to listen to the podcast. I pray that you are encouraged. I pray that you are uh, that you are fed through them. Um, again, I am not here to pretend that I am a replacement for a, a spiritual authority over your life, so like a pastor or a church. But I am really just here to encourage anyone who really wants to be encouraged, to encourage anyone um, and, and to share the gospel with really anyone who wants to hear. Let those who want to hear, let those who would like to hear, to let them hear. So I just wanted to thank all of you for that and for all of your support. You can also reach out to me through social media if you have any questions about the Christian life. If you have anything you would want me to talk about, at the end of the day, I am here to serve you guys and not the other way around. So I'm going to open up in prayer and then I'm going to leave some music for you guys. Father God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you because you are a mighty God, because you are there for us, because you are a God that will never fail us, because you are a God that is faithful, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for just being an encouragement to me, Father God, for um, making me new every single day. And I pray that anyone who's listening, anyone who um, has been encouraged by this podcast, Father God, I just pray that you would encourage them to be, um, to love you more, Father God, that you would take them into deeper places, Father God, with you, that you would um, allow them to step into faith wherever it is that you would like them to step in, Father God. I thank you, Lord, because you're a healer and you are a deliverer. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, well, we're here next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I, I will see you guys next week. Bye.